Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. This episode wraps up our conversation with Corey Frank, Chris Beal, and Shane Mahi. Throughout the series, the guys have delved into the profound impact of AI on sales, the evolving role of human expertise, and the transformative potential of AI in reshaping businesses. They muse on the future interplay of AI and the craft of sales. Corey champions niches and the need to summon specialists. And we, the artisans, must evaluate our skills. Chris predicts more earth-shaking disruption for software developers than sellers. And Shane sounds warnings that agencies leaning heavily on human effort today, soon enough, AI shall permeate their ranks. Our craft endures turbulent seas, yet with nimble navigation, we shall reach new fortunes. Mind your own insights from these philosophic titans who've logged countless hours of bold outreach fueled by devotion to their calling. Stay tuned for part three, where they unveil actionable guidance to navigate what's next for our noble profession. In episode 215, sales artisans thriving alongside smart bots. New material science always shapes cost. As soon as you can make rolled steel, you change the cost of automobiles. As soon as you can make a combination of rebar and concrete that you can take up far enough to put some really inexpensive glass on it, you make skyscrapers instead of three-story buildings in old downtowns and you reshape the world. Material costs and per unit capability shape the economy's direction because of competition at all times, relentlessly. And pretending it's not going to happen is frankly idiotic. (laughs) Yeah, it is. The argument, the counter to that, it's not really counter, it's more of a pivot, as we said, Chris, many times, is that Russell Brunson, one of his books, he wrote this quote, he says, the riches are in the niches. And I believe there will always be a need for specialists. When you have specialized software, that requires not just a transaction, but a relationship. When folks care about their brand, you will have a niche. I'm a big believer in Aristotle said, right? The unexamined life is not worth living. And so when a person or a salesperson does, this is the whole purpose of flight school in a lot of ways, right? Is when they don't examine their life to find their true self or their excellence of function, they're ignoring their true self. And part of what we do, certainly at Branch, certainly, Chris, what you do at Flight School, Shane, what you've taught with a lot of your organizations is that sales is a craft. And just like being a writer for the New Yorker, it's a craft. Being a tradesman is a craft. And there's a lot of crappy bricklayers out there. And there's a lot of artesian bricklayers out there. And so I believe that there will always be a market for those that see that this is a master craft. Shane, one of the stories that we talk all about here at Branch 49 is a guy walks past a construction site and sees five guys laying brick. Goes to the first guy, Chris has heard the story many, many times. First guy, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making six bucks an hour. Goes to the second guy, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building a wall. Goes to the third guy, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm building a cathedral. And goes to the fourth guy and say, what are you doing? He's like, I'm saving men's souls. So the last two folks, the people who see I'm building a cathedral or I'm saving men's souls are the ones that you want on your team versus the ones that are building a wall, making six bucks an hour. 
And there's a lot of folks in our profession who will leverage chat GPT to say, hey, I'm making five bucks an hour, but I'm making 30% margin versus I'm making six bucks an hour and I'm making 5% margin. So those folks who will see this as an efficiency game without a corresponding increase in the delivery of the service, they're the ones that I think that will fall by the wayside. I think there will always be a market for the higher end. And part of our purpose at Branch is to create these organizations where folks can move out into the world and be truth sayers, be the pinnacle of their communities and their craft. We know that folks don't leave Branch 49. We say they graduate from Branch 49. And that was part of the intention of starting this with Chris's inspiration. And I think for we celebrate our fourth year coming up here, Chris, it's crazy. It's been four years already and I don't know how many millions of phone calls and I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of meetings, but that's my response to that. And part of that is tree hugging, certainly, to be sure. Right? <laughs> what are we doing? We're going to be the best damn buggy whip people that there are on the face of the earth, right? <laughs> Even when there's a sparse number of horses in the city, we're still going to be selling these buggy whips. Come hell or high water. Well, actually, I think that one of the ideas of Branch 49 was let's take everything that's skills and stance focused around sales and apply it to a wider range of situations so that the development of the craft and the codification of how to develop as a professional in the craft can be advanced. And it really wasn't about cold calling and it wasn't about follow-up calling. It was about discovery. And in the world of discovery, discovery is going to be, in the information sense, discovery already happens all over the place. Google's provided tons of discovery and ChatGPT provides even more, although it's getting more and more reluctant to answer your specific questions because it knows it's hallucinating. That's actually, by the way, a problem with LLMs and these large language models in general is they're always going to hallucinate. The idea that they're not going to hallucinate is actually mathematically absurd. If you know how they work, you know they'll hallucinate. Guess what? People do too. How do people correct their hallucinations? They interact with the world, other people and objects in the world, in ways that discipline their hallucinations and cause them to correct. By the way, ChatGPT does this. You correct it and then say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get whatever. And then it'll do its thing again. The thing is, it's very patient. and It's not insulted by rework, which human beings tend to be. Right. So coming up with something that automates initial outreach is going to be interesting, but it's also going to be fairly temporary because it's actually not a necessary part of the solution over long periods of time. It just is right now. We have to get a hold of people who are doing whatever they're doing and interrupt them because all the other ways of getting started seem to be broken. By the way, conferences, travel and going to conferences, which was hurt badly in COVID, are coming back and conferences are far superior to cold calling with regard to forging new relationships and getting in conversations. They're just a lot more expensive. So will they survive? Absolutely. Will cold calling survive in the niches? Absolutely. Will discovery become more important with regard to skill and sincerity? Absolutely. And is it going to be a world that doesn't have human experts? No. The idea of the human expert is, look, this large language model has got a certain number of artificial neurons. Compare that to what's inside of each one of us here and everybody who's listening to this. You're off by a factor of a trillion or so. You're off by a lot. 
you're so much more sophisticated in your internal ability. You're not able to actually observe. It just, for you, it just happens. And by the way, so is your dog, if you have one, right? Your dog is smarter than ChatGPT. It just doesn't type, right? And it doesn't read the entire internet. So it doesn't appear to be smarter. But if your dog had read the entire internet and could like tippy type with its little dog paws, then he'd go, oh, my dog's a genius. No, it's still a dog. And it's amazing. <laughs> Genius is in being able to smell what somebody intends for it, good or bad. Dogs are really good at that. Humans are good at it in a different way. Again, this whole ethics thing, by the way, to me, is like a non-conversation. Everybody's excited about it because everybody's been told to be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. It's like there was no new ethics around guns. You still can't just walk up to somebody and shoot them and it's okay. Just because it's easier or cheaper, it's still wrong. And ethics is about what's right and what's wrong. And the things that are wrong are still wrong. Lying to somebody about who you are or what your intentions are in business or in life is wrong. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Connect and sell. Welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Connect and Sell's patented technology loads your best sales folks up with eight to 10 times more live qualified conversations every day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing what kind of cheese they like on their impossible Whopper kind of qualified. Learn more at (laughs) connectandsell.com. And we're back with Corey and Chris. We're done with the ethics discussion. All right. So let's ask, let's throw this one in there. There's a point right now where I believe 80 to 90% of all outbound agencies or inbound agencies are heavily dependent on human labor. Let's just call it this. It's all human right now, but then there's small components that are being driven by technology, independent research, human research, chat GPT research that a robot can take that place. So at what point does this happen where you've got human heavy businesses where AI can then start filling a lot of those roles very, very, very fast. And it will happen over the course of the years. At what point do you stop competing with the AI and saying, we're going to stay focused on human, have a little bit. And do you get to a point where it's even, or do you get to a point where it's so heavily AI robotic agent orientated where there's not really a need for that many humans? And then there is only you get to a different team, executive team, and a few leaders. What do you think about that? You get to a point where it actually reshapes. Skyscrapers didn't show up in small county seats in Iowa, right? Even though you could build them, they just don't show up there. They show up in, well, first in Manhattan, right? Why? Because up was cheaper than out. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) And square footage fits in up better than it fits in out. So there's a ratio of footprint. And you might have said, well, it's absurd, right? What was the enabling technology, by the way? The safety elevator, the safety brake on an elevator. So when elevator cables snapped, you didn't fall to your death. That's actually what enabled that revolution. The economy always gets reshaped around new capabilities in ways that surprise everybody who is thinking about it. So it's never like that this is going up and this is going down and it crosses or whatever. 
it goes along as it goes along with increasing efficiencies in certain areas until somebody innovates a flip. And the flip turns it on its head, and now it's new, whatever the new thing is. And now you have the old way competing with the new way. And the new way, since it's enabled by new material science, by that I mean a new capability that does tricks you couldn't do before, it always wins, but it always starts where it has the obvious advantage. The skyscrapers are not out in the desert. They're in Manhattan. It depends where you look. But once you get them going in Manhattan, I pretty much guarantee you the little three-story building that you used to have, that you had some offices in or whatever, first the offices go, then the condos, right? (laughs) And it's all skyscrapers. Take a look at New York. It's all up, right? Take a look at Des Moines. It's a little up. Take a look at Scottsdale or Aintony. It's just how it goes. You can even see in Dubai. Dubai was what? Flatland Desert. Now, the Burj Khalifa is the biggest one up. And now I don't know if you guys are familiar with the line in Saudi Arabia. Same kind of concept. Complete desert. Now there's a a quarter quarter mile long, two pieces of glass inside a metropolis that is going to be heavily tech orientated, flying cars, all kinds of weirdness. So if Saudi is doing stuff like that, at what point do the outbound agencies or even tech companies realize We've got to kind of adopt the same kind of thing. For sure. Who is that going to be? Chris and Corey, who do you guys have your eyes out on in those markets? Who are going to be those game changers, those market shapers for AI and tech in our space? Who? I don't know. I don't know and I don't care. (laughs) I don't know and I don't care. I know who the big early winner is going to be with AI. This is actually fairly simple. Microsoft pulled off a trick that nobody even thought of. And that trick was to invest $10 billion to get an unlimited royalty-free forever license to not only the tech, but all the learning that goes into it, all the training. That was a very good trick because they've always been in the business of helping folks build new things. And the most obvious thing about all this Gen AI stuff isn't what it does to sales, which is trivial. It's what it does to what used to be called software development. Software development essentially is in the same state right now as a sugar cube is in a hot cup of tea, you can be pretty sure that game is over. Right now, the sugar cube is just getting a little rounded on the edges, but you don't have to be a genius to figure out where that one's going, right? Because Shane Yu and Corey Yu and even Chris Beal can develop something that's a new capability in the world using Gen AI in one one thousandth of the time and cost. And in fact, it's even more than that, because I'm going to ask you, Shane, if I asked you to develop a GPT-4 model from scratch, and I'm going to give you as your tools, a Python runtime environment and a studio from scratch, start, right? So now you have to live to be 100 million years old, which you're a robust guy. I don't think you're going to make it past a million, but you could fool <laughs> But Now, make a chatbot that knows about the following. Say, say I said, you know what I want you to do is I want you to use a chat GPT-4 engine to analyze a whole bunch of sales conversations and score them based on five skills. And it invents the skills and then take those rep skill combinations and use that and combine that with pipeline built 
and come up with a scheme that actually says, hey, your team needs to work on this skill because it's going to drive more pipeline for you or in your industry. You could do that probably all by yourself. If you just didn't do anything else, maybe in three to six months, there's a lot of moving parts and you got to have access to the data and all that, but it's not a billion years. It's just, you could actually do it. That's what changes based on this GPT stuff, on these LLMs. What changes is the ability for person A who has an insight to turn that insight into functionality mediated by computers that that person B can use immediately upon that insight being realized. Software development is gone in its old form. I speak as a person who's written lots and lots of code, more than a million lines of code. And what do I tell you? That's where the change is. So the reason it's unpredictable is we can predict Microsoft's going to do really well. Microsoft, in my opinion, will be underpriced for a long, long time because folks' imaginations don't understand what happens when you dissolve an entire industry and pipe the results over to another company that's in a position to take advantage of that. Sales will be barely impacted at all compared to software development, barely impacted at all. So I don't worry about that stuff. The who in sales, <laughs> worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, Shane, you had mentioned Sybil earlier. So Sybil is one of our great clients, and we've had the CRO, Ben Sternsmith, on this podcast for a couple of episodes. And by the way, taking notes by hand, using your body, there is actually good research that shows that it changes how you learn. Now, that's one of those words. It's like how you learn. Actually, you're reshaping your nervous system. You're actually shaping it into something new. You become a new person when you learn. And so taking notes by hand, you become a new person that you want to be, which is kind of what Branch 49 is all about, right? It's about becoming a new person that you want to be. And it's kind of what the other side of sales is about, which is becoming somebody who has access to stuff you didn't have access to. So your organization is new in a way it wasn't. Only for his use in civil. His organization is different as a result because it has learned Sybil, so to speak, by grafting Sybil onto its operations. Somebody had to sell him that. We also call it screenplay versus script as well that we've used for years and years. So screenplay is a little bit more specific and complete than a script. A lot of folks just colloquially say script, but our screenplay. So you incorporate the verbal disfluencies. A screenplay is brought more to life with the scenery what your thought is, what the Scorsese director's notes are, what your tone is, how this product you think is going to be perceived. So that's all in, not just what the rep says, but how the rep should feel about it. We've had many episodes about key component that the reps need to have is belief when they're, when they're presenting. James Thornburg talks about this with his neutrality focus, right? Certainly a lot of reps that we've had on the podcast have done that as well, but so that's the piece where I think we'll finish up here is, um, again, I keep coming back to that authenticity. But what I've learned, certainly from you two fine gentlemen, is that if you lead with the fact that, hey, listen, I'm going to approach you, Mr. Prospect, but I'm not human. So accept me, faults and all, nuances and all, right? Hangups and all, but I am who I say I am. And so as we say in the 27 seconds, my ability is to establish that trust by acknowledging the fact that I am who I say I am. And I think that's the key. And 
Well, that's how you leverage your augment a one plus one equals 11, it sounds like with AI versus trying to rip and replace, for instance, which a lot of folks are talking about. I second that. Beautiful. Well, with that, <laughs> thank you again, Shane. Let's make sure that it's not another four years before you drop into the episode no, the market dominance, guys. We certainly want to keep an eye on what's happening with your new venture. And we look forward to seeing you on LinkedIn as always. Chris, any final thoughts on AI and sales? One final thought. Thought rhymes with bot. And the sounds <laughs> of words really count. Human beings process poetry too. Corey, we're back to your Elizabethan poetry. Yes. And this is why talking bots actually are going to be quite interesting in the world of sales because words still start as sounds and thought still rhymes with bot. Yeah. Well, beautiful. For Chris Beal, this is Corey Frank from the Market Dominance Guys. Until next time. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's Modern and Innovative Sales Toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.